Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Don't watch it. I'll just no. say <laughs> straight away. <laughs> There's no point beating around the bus. Just not, we're not gonna. We're not gonna have loved Transformers Rise of the Beasts, are we? No. Okay, so let's say the positives first. The, uh, well, I guess it's a positive that there are positives. Yes, there's... In a Transformers film? Well, here are the positives. Okay. At one point, as motivation for the main character, the Pete Davidson Transformer says to him, uh, when we're done, you can sell me. And you can... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you can use the money to pay for... His brother has medical problems. You can use the money. And that's the initial incentive for the main character. Yeah. Those are the positives. The negatives. Oh, yeah, no... Yeah. <laughs> no, that I is mean, a genuinely you... n- nice little thing. It seems like you don't yeah. want to talk about this film, Sam, because you, you, you're going so quick. I haven't had <laughs> no. a chance to jump in. Oh, well, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I'm just saying... Okay, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. No, no, because that's like... I don't know. It's like the first time in these films where it feels like a Transformer has kind of had a proper understanding of its relationship with a with a, with a human. Yes. Like, at that time, because at that time, obviously, they're, they're strangers, basically, and Noah doesn't want to do the thing. So he's like, oh, I'm going to give you, like, um, like material incentive. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, God, yeah, they, like, these, these alien robots, they've, like... Yeah, these are two different species. Mm-hmm. They, they, and, and, like... I think it's always taken as a given that like humans and transformers are just going to get on, or at least humans and Autobots, yeah, 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 are always just going to get on because they're all like inherently good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was kind of nice. That, like for for the first time maybe ever, it feels like they've actually thought about this in terms of like what does the character want? Yeah, it's just and, the- how, and like what could a transformer offer a human? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go like, deeply into it. It's, it's a decent um, idea that it could be sold as a car. Yeah, you know, like that's the. No, the reason I was plowing on with it was because, it, for comic timing, it was like, that's the positive. All right, Here are okay. the 20,000 negatives. Okay. Um, okay, so it's a fucking absurd premise for the, for Transformers. <laughs> Hair, feathers, you know, for the beasts, whatever they're called. Well, it's interesting. So I, I did a little bit of um, digging. Oh, yeah. Because I was, I, was, I was a Transformers fan for a while. I kind of fell out of it mm-hmm. you know, in the last few years. But I never encountered the, the, the Maximals. Maximals, that's right. Yeah. Like, I knew about the Dinobots. I knew about the Insecticons. Never encountered... I mean, they're kind of a bit like... Have we know, had those yet? No, we've not had them in the films. Okay. They kind of exist... I don't know, actually. In the context that I know them, they, they exist alongside the Dinobots. Mm. Which we have had. But, yeah, they're a whole thing. But, yeah, the point is I've never encountered the Maximals. So it's like, oh, I'm kind of curious where they fit into all this. Yeah. And why they're considered important enough to be Worth. brought to the big yes. screen. Yes. Um, and it turns out that they, there was a cartoon, a very, very ropey-looking cartoon. Right. Uh, from, like, the late 90s called Beast Wars. That they were kind of like... that was oh, their, heard of Beast Wars. That was their big yeah. debut. Then they're actually bio-engineered, like, tech... Right. So they're basically liquid metal and they can transform into organic animals. Right. That's what um, the original Maximals, or at least the Maximals presented in that show, that's what they were. They were kind of... Hybrids almost. Yeah, they were robots that could turn into organic animals. because They're they organic were kind of, matter that have been augmented with... No, but they're not. That, no, no, that they, doesn't make sense. They have a they have a robot form, uh, and then they do like a liquid metal transform thing, and they become no, a real d- animal. The other way around. Okay, I can accept. Just that's silly. No, it's it's <laughs> that's silly. Very silly. It's silly and it's utter bullshit. Is that that jury duty? You know the show that we've been watching. Oh yeah, Todd. His whole thing is like, oh, about augmenting humans with like technology. Yeah, that's fine. You got to start organic and add the technology. You can't start a technology and add the organic. <laughs> Well, it's weird because they're like um, they're the descendants of the original Transformers, 
Right. So like the Autobots and Decepticons on Cybertron. Organic matter. These Maximals from... are like their like distant offspring. Whatever. Okay. No, but, but my point was... Yeah. yeah, it's utterly ridiculous and bullshit. They're like, oh, you have this robot that can turn into a real creature. Yes. This feels worse somehow. That well, it's this, a robot that turns into a robot that has some... Because they're not even doing... Yeah, they, it's turning into a robot that looks like an animal. But it's still a robot. But it's still a robot. It just... It, it superficially resembles an animal. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an actual animal. It's not more stupid, because that what you just told me is incredibly stupid. Oh, it's the most but, stupid. But it's still pretty stupid, yeah. Because I don't know what the utility of it is. But indeed, what is the utility <laughs> of a robot gorilla? Well, no, I would, I, I would, I having now seen the film, I would like to update that. Go on. What's not the utility of a robot gorilla? Go on. Because like the whole film, he's a robot gorilla. Yeah, and um, then and then he becomes not a robot gorilla. He becomes a robot man. Yes, and he kills one transformer in a way that a gorilla would kill a transformer, and then he turns back into a robot gorilla. Yeah, there's no good reason, and there's not enough of a distinction between when they transform. Like, I, I can't even remember what they look like when they're not gorillas and no. uh, and Asian birds. Well, the Asian bird never does transform. No, okay. Does, I, can it? It can. It just doesn't. It just never does. Right. They never do. And it seems like they're... There's, there's not even a... G- it just seems like the... Because, ro- like, the, 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 the vehicle version of the Transformer is not the main Transformer. Mm. The robot is the Transformer. The vehicle is like an alternate yeah, 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 mode. Yeah. This feels like the other way around. It feels like they're robot animals first that can turn into robot people. Yes. Right. Okay. So listen, they're, they're on another planet, aren't they, at the beginning of the film? Oh yeah, they're on a... a Earth-like It's planet. like a Cybertronian colony on a jungle planet. Yeah. And I think they really should have done something on that planet. They should have shown the fauna. Maybe, like, on that planet, gorillas were 20 feet tall and kind of looked like they had robot parts. So it kind of made sense that the Maximals looked yeah, like they were... Yeah, look, the thing that I... Just, look, all of it's fucking stupid. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> the thing that I can't reconcile at all, like, I can't even begin to go, oh, fine, whatever, with Transformers, I'll ignore the fact that they speak English. Whatever. Well, the film gives you an explanation. Does it? Yeah, it does. What? Do they, like... Well, they just... They... It's some filtering system or something. In the first... Trans- in the 2007 Transformers, of which this is a... I don't Prequel. know if it is a... No, because Bumblebee... This is a sequel... Oh, let's not do that. No, no, no. This is a sequel <laughs> to Bumblebee. Yeah. Which was a prequel to the first Transformers, but also might not be a prequel to the first Transformers, which would make more sense. It's unclear. Because the fourth sequel to the first Transformers film, which is The Last Night, mm. has a bunch of stuff that this film also uses. Right. Which means that this film and The Last Night can't possibly exist in the same continuity. I really don't think they care. I'm pretty sure they don't. Yeah. But As the if problem, they haven't even thought about the it. The problem, though, yeah. Sam, yeah. is that they've got a writer's room now. Yeah. So surely this is the point that they should start caring. Was the writer's room convened for this film? No, it was convened for Bumblebee. Right. Bumblebee was the first we're doing Transformers No, no, yeah, no, but, but it was in place for this film. Yeah. So this film was put together in a writer's room. By a writer's room. room. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bumblebee well, was the first one where it's like, okay, we're like doing the Transformers films properly now. Yeah. Here's your little prologue on Cybertron of the planet going... Of gonna, hell mm. and the war mm. now here's Bumblebee being E.T. for the rest of the film and it's like okay yes. we're, okay, we're doing things slower we're doing them more deliberate there's going to be a this is our indie version of a Transformers film yeah we're kind of 
expanding the definition of what a Transformers film could be yeah. for this new wave of Transformers media. Yes. And then the sequel comes along... And it goes, hey, here's a Michael Bay film again, yes, but exactly. not directed by Michael Bay. Exactly. It, it is a Michael Bay film, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, the thing that I can't... So in the first Transformers, isn't it that they speak in the... And then you, you see how it translates. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Learn, they learn English through the internet. Fine. Whereas, that, in, whereas in this one, because it's set in the 90s, yeah. which I must say has no impact on the film whatsoever. No, not at all. The, uh, no. the only reason this film is set in the 90s, I would posit... Yeah is because they haven't decided properly yet if this comes before the first Transformers. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be before 2007. Yeah. And this is a sequel to Bumblebee, which took place in the 80s. Yeah, so this is the 90s. So one. this is the 90s. Yeah. And maybe there are a couple of music cues. I don't know. But like half the film is set in Peru, which is aesthetically time-locked to just yeah. like an old time, an old period of time. Yeah, watching it, like my 90s was not the thing that emerged. No. It, it looks like all the other ones. No. Yeah, nothing about it was 90s at all. Uh, like, my memory of Bumblebee, this, at least they're going for like that synthy thing, right? If I'm remembering. Yeah, well, it yeah. kind of feels like an 80s film yeah, as well. Yeah. Like when she's kind of... Yeah, so like a Spielberg 80s when, film. As she's being introduced to his like abilities and powers, they're kind of on the beach. Yeah. And, yeah, he's, he's like E.T. He's like the gentle... Uh, Iron Giant, I think, was a bit thing that was about right, as yeah, well. Right, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, so the English thing, fine. It's the fact that the vehicles that they turn into have a coincidental relationship with our vehicles. It is a coincidence, because they do have... With the exception of some Decepticons, who I think just don't give enough of a shit to bother. Right. They do have alternate no- modes back on Cybertron, which are different from their Earth alternate modes. Right. But the the foundation is fundamentally the same. There's still trucks and cars. And, Optimus yeah. Prime is still a truck. Yeah. Starscream is still a plane. Yes. Right. Bumblebee is still a small car. Right. That is annoying, and I can't I can't excuse that. Um, but he but doesn't look like, that's the thing. Say, he doesn't look like a Corvette on Cybertron. He no, just kind of looks like an alien car. Yeah, I know that. But and again, like I can just about go right. Okay, maybe the fundamentals of transport would kind of be would be the same across the universe. Yeah. If aliens had wheels, cars, feel they'd like, look like wheels. Yes. Yeah, they if feel like a pretty had, universal thing. Yeah, yeah. But if aliens had cars, they'd look like cars. Yeah. But even though, like from the UFOs we've seen. Hmm, <laughs> uh, they don't look like anything we've got. Yeah. Because why would they? I know the, the pr- physics are the, is the same. Whatever, whatever. Fine. But animals? Yeah, animals is a hard sell. So gorilla, the Earth gorillas, is there any reason that they look like Cybertronian robot gorillas? <laughs> or is it pure coincidence? Don't you know all space gorillas look like look, Earth gorillas? Look like Earth gorillas. Do you know what I mean? It's That's a stretch. Well, yes. I would get like, oh, Transformers crashed here, whenever, and they have not, they modeled their what they transformed into after the creatures on our planet. Well, that's kind of why the Dinobots make sense because like, yes, I think, fine. especially since I don't know, because Transformers has had loads of like little continuity changes. Mm-hmm. They've kind of gone through phases of like every project we do exists within the same continuity, and then phases of oh, everything's kind of its own thing. Mm-hmm. But I think. Uh, the Dinobots, from what I remember, this is from the the the, the fall of Cybertron, War for Cybertron games. Mm. The Dinobots were an experiment from a uh, done by a Decepticon scientist because they were aware of Earth as like a potential destination, and at the time that they found Earth, dinosaurs were roaming the planet. Right. So he 
took a bunch of Autobots and experimented on them to kind of make them look more like the wildlife on that planet. Perfectly fine. Yeah, it's like, okay, you've taken something that was just like, oh, let's ha- let's make a toy where a robot turns into a that's dinosaur. That's the problem, isn't it? No, but that's the thing. Yeah. The kids want a robot that turns into a dinosaur. Completely. Let's 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 take that into a context and make it like make sense. Yes, and they did that. Yes, but that's a, a big problem with a lot of the Transformers and other things like that, which is it started out because it's a it's a robot that turns into a dinosaur. Yeah, and now we've got to provide a reason for that existing. Yeah, a context for that, which is hard. It is hard. It'd be nice if they tried. If they tried, yeah, and like so it can be annoying when you go, oh, and this is the reason. This is like that. No, it's fucking not. Yeah, it's um, what's a good example? Backronym they call it. In the day the Earth stood still. I can't remember what the creature is called. Or like the, you know, it comes down in a massive fucking robot. Yeah, it has it's a, like Jim or something. No, it's something alieny. Okay, but then in the remake with Keanu Reeves, because they're going for a more grounded. No one's happened. Yeah, we'll do. It's it's an acronym. It actually stands for black, it, right. you know, space, but because it's like because it, it's because it's, it's too silly to it, be a real a, name. Yeah, it's something like Gort. It's right. something like that, Gort, and it's like oh, it's Geo Optimal, you know. And it's no, it's not though. It's because it's an alien name. They called it Gort. Yeah, that's you know, and so that can be a bit irritating. But yeah, I can. You, and they've done it loads with the Marvel films, like the the more outlandish stuff. They try and give it a different context. Yeah. Like the Mandarin is a good example of that, right? Yeah, yeah. I just, want to go, just be silly. If you're silly, <laughs> you know? And uh, But no, it'd be good if they tried with the Maximals. So that they just <laughs> they just look happen to look like an eagle. Yeah. There's no eagle on Cybertron. I mean, like, this film is, is stupid. Yeah, it's just pretty stupid, yeah. But it, it's not silly enough, I don't think. No, it's not. It's not enjoyable. Yeah. No. Well, let's carry. Let's crack on with it, right? Okay. Dull visuals, as ever. Yeah, I really. This is the thing. Michael Bay has. There's a lot of problems with Michael Bay films. Many. The main problem, I think, with 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 the films that he made, like obviously towards the end, he gave less and less of a shit, <laughs> yeah. and so it was just nonsense. To think that Transformers is a film, but from someone who gives a shit. <laughs> But no, like, if you... No, I, mean, I agree. I agree. They, they got progressively point. worse, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Like, you get to the point with The Last night where there are, like, shot-reverse shots that are happening in different aspect ratios at different times of day that might not even be happening on the same continent. Yeah. But the characters are supposed to be, like, interacting yes. with each other. Yeah. It's like, right, this guy does not give a shit. Anymore. No, 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 no. Like, by the end, they became true, true messes. Like, oh, God, yeah. The first Transformers is a pretty middle-of-the-road summer blockbuster. That's the thing. You, you, you're starting from a place where it feels like you gave a bit of a shit. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. L- like, yes. I, I don't know if it was him giving a shit. I mean, yeah. I suppose after the success of the first one and the second one, which was panned. Mm. So, well, I don't really have to try, do I? People are I'm making millions and millions of dollars. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, no, the first one's a pretty... It, it's not offensively awful. No. It's like, uh, it's fine. And it's got little sequences in it, which yeah. are actually really nice. The 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 first one on the military base with the helicopter. Yeah. It's, it's your first proper sight of the yeah, Transformer. Yeah, I, I remember that being exciting yeah. when, I, when I was like 12, admittedly. Yeah. But still, I, I, I mean, I don't think... I mean, I saw the second one and third one when I was... What would I have been? Like 14, 16. The right age. In the right demographic. Yeah. And I did not like those films. No. You know, whereas the first one I did. I, I don't think I would now. There'd be some nostalgia connection. I know they've got Lincoln Park in it and all that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, the first one's just a middle of the road summer blockbuster. Mm. 
that wouldn't win Razzies. No. And then after that. And I think, yeah, it has genuinely good sound design. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, it's got... It doesn't rise above its, like, script. No, and it's Shia LaBeouf in a likeable phase. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. But yeah, like, you go back to those films where it felt like Michael Bay was trying. Even in those films, you've got action, which is... Incomprehensible. Not, yeah, not comprehensively yeah. assembled. Um, but I don't know. I kind of miss that during the action sequences in this one. Because for all of the sh- uh, reverse shots that seem to be happening in a different universe, mm. and the robots being so overly detailed and coloured so similarly, you can't tell if it's a good guy or a bad guy being killed. Yeah. Through all of that, he still manages to capture this this sense of scale and carnage that these, this film just can't... It doesn't get anywhere yeah, near like, to that. In, in no way are those films better than these newer ones. Like, th- this is a better film than 2, 3, 4, and 5. Oh, yeah. I would say. Yeah, his films are pretty much everything that's wrong with modern cinema. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the lechiness, just all of it. But I would agree that... Not with the, the running time, because that... Like, I, I had a panic attack with... What, what was the fourth one? <laughs> Or the fifth one. Age of Extinction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a, I had to leave the room at one point <laughs> because did. I was stressing out. You missed all of the character payoffs. I, I, stra- I was stressing out because it was just so long and so much stuff was happening. Yeah. But in terms of just the stuff itself, you do miss the gross excess, the grotesque mm. excess with this one. Because like, at least that's... It's just so much. You're yeah. like, this is the fall of the West. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in in this one, it's just like, oh, this is just a shit film. Yeah. You know? And it's I uh, remember that when it was like the second or third trailer came out and, and it's it's big final wow look at the action shot. Yeah. Was like Optimus Primal like bit the head off a scorpion. Yeah. And then RC was like riding on the back of a rhino that ran up to like another transformer with glasses. And they shot a couple of shots just, like, off into the distance. Yeah. And then it was like, Transformers. Yes. I was like, that that feels really flat. Yeah. And it does. The whole thing feels so flat. The visuals are dull. A lot, again, as as usual, barren wastelands. Just Yeah, they need to stop that. They and need- it's not just with Transformers. It's with every team's big studio action movie. Yeah. The final fight is always... It's because it's cheaper. Yeah. It's like, oh, we don't have to do this in a city. And I think cities have been, especially with the Bay films, it always ends in a city. Um, yeah, we don't we don't need to do them in a city. No. And I think th- this barren volcanic landscape yeah. is very much an overcorrection, where it's like, well, this is just of yeah. no consequence to anyone. It looks so cheap as well. Yeah. It makes it look so cheap. You there's there's got to be something else, right? There's got to be like a... Yeah, there's got to be. Yeah. There's got to be another environment that's like... It's like a good mixture of like the consequence of fighting in a city, but also just like it's it's the 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 kind of aesthetic, yeah, or, of fighting or, somewhere like in a desert where it's like it's still like interesting to look at. Yeah, which did in, in Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah, like, the, yes, you have to be creative with it. Like even if you ultimately have to do it, it has to be a city. You can do it in a certain way that makes it interesting, or film it in a certain way. Like yeah. Even just like with Godzilla, you know, it's in Tokyo, so you've got the neon, you know, make it visually arresting. Yeah. Or do something unique with it. Like, um, it wasn't a city, but an Age of Ultron. I know people don't like that film as much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it ends at that levitating, mm. like, town, like, that was interesting. Yeah. Or in Winter Soldier, where it's, isn't it like a hovercraft? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's different, you know. 
Uh, yeah, it doesn't always have to be just nowhere. I don't know whether uh, it doesn't even look like a country. It, it looks like nowhere yeah. dirt. <laughs> and uh, yeah, or just anonymous. It's, it's usually Chicago. Yeah. It's not New York because we all recognize New York. Yes. It's just like Chicago. Yeah, there's something else. There's some. There's a place in between. Well, Rogue One, like the end of Rogue One, where it's like on the beaches, like Normandy. Like, yeah, yeah, like Normandy. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is aesthetically interesting. I like this. Yeah, you know, there are the, there are films that have done that well. Yeah, but it, it seems like even with the End Game, which you know, critical darling, commercial darling, audience darling, fanboy darling, even the ending of that, it, it looks a bit tacky and cheap. Yeah. You know, and I like that, and you know, you can't help that you're so manipulated into liking that anything. Yeah. Uh, but it's the, it looks like a video game, you know. It does, but I feel like part of it was just practical. Like I know that there's there's supposed to be some resonance because it's the ruins of the Avengers headquarters. Yeah, yeah. But it's probably just a practical. It's like right, we have twenty nine thousand CG models fighting yeah. right now. Yeah. Do you really want us to render this in the middle of like m- no, I know that. day New York? I know that, but it, it looks fake as well. And like the it sky does. the sky looks fake and it, it all does. looks artificial. It does. Um I mean the, even like if you were doing like barren, dirty, you know. Yeah. There's something to be said. If you filmed like a fight in mud really well, that would look like the raid. Yeah, the raid, the raid too. too. Yeah, yeah. Like there's something you could do that well. It's just when you've got the environment and the action and it doesn't really seem to have they have no relationship mm. with each other a fight, have a fight scene on the moon that'd be kind of cool <laughs> yeah well, the craters the just dust yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah they keep rewriting the origin of Transformers on Earth and that's annoying and it at is this annoying. point just fuck off home I know you don't have one but fuck <laughs> off home seriously go away we don't want you here we do not want you why earth leave us alone yeah you know what's Unicron <laughs> you've met Unicron yeah I know what he is in the film but what the fuck is Unicron no 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 you've met you. this is my point yeah. the last night which is the Anthony Hopkins one yeah Unicron's the main like threat is it yeah don't remember that. Which is because in this, Unicron is just some nebulous space. It's like Galactus. Yeah, he's just some like nebulous creature, dubious little creature that's like not little that has like an like an army that fights for him, and that's really annoying because it feels like they. I don't know what Unicron is in the context of this no. film. I don't know who he is. I don't really know what he wants. That's my question, really, because it's like, oh, he's this like big nebulous thing that consumes planets. Yeah. But also he wants something. He wants like the dimension key. Yeah. That the and so and he has like an army that fight for him. Yeah. So it's like, oh I want to eat planets, but also I'm egg, this kind egg, of egg I'm, MacGuffin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> egg MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> egg MacGuffin, I like that. Yeah. Um but also I'm I'm this kind of like I pull the strings, I'm a schemer, I'm intelligent. Y- yeah. It's, it's it's a mixture of like it's an entity it's like a, a consuming yeah. thing like a black hole that, like, that has a consciousness and has aims and- well that's the thing because if it was just a case of like you've got the Peter Dinklage robot that's like oh I represent this force mm. it's like okay it's weird that this force has a representative mm. but okay at least you have some purpose I don't know how... But, the, but no, it's like, oh, he just goes up to Unicron and Unicron's like, oh, can you do me a favour? Can you go, like, mm. get this key off this robot gorilla? And, yeah. And he's like, yeah, cool, all right. Like, what does he get out of it? I don't know. I don't know how, like, the bionic, whatever word you want to use, physics 
I don't know how it works. I'm not a genius. I just refuse to believe that anything that big could think, could have a mind. Anything yeah. that can eat a planet. I just thought, I, I, I think it must be the case that it's it would be physically impossible for that to have a mind. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it, no way. Like, the biggest thing that could have a mind is like a dinosaur or something. I don't know, though, because like... Whales are fairly intelligent creatures, right? Yeah. They're, they're not human intelligent, but they're... No, but yes. In the animal kingdom, they're among the more intelligent. Yeah. And they're, like, fucking massive. They're really big, but they can't eat a planet. They can't eat a planet. Yeah. I don't know why I said that as if, like... But they could eat... <laughs> they can't eat a planet. You know, yeah, they could a, eat a, a planet could eat them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I don't know. I, I feel like... It's the fact that it's 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 um, not organic as well. Yeah, it's like right. So was well, that's it what created. It's another big confusion is that when they bleed. Is are they bleeding? Why? How does that? Yeah, it's like the things that you shouldn't think uh, that you end up thinking. And also, unicorn. It's just too close to the word unicorn. It is very close. To Every the word time unicorn. I look at it, my brain has to autocorrect it. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the origins of it are. I all, all I know about the original unicorn is that he was the villain of the original 1984 Transformers film. Okay. He killed basically everyone because they wanted to relaunch the toy line. Well, you eat a planet. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. He didn't, like, eat Cybertron, but he basically right. killed, like, Optimus Prime died, like, most of the main cast died. Okay. And he's basically, like, the Transformers Satan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he's the main anti- Like, he's the main villain of Primus, which is the... The, the robot that Cybertron is made of mm. that like gives all Transformers all life and stuff like that and he was voiced by Orson Welles as well so he had some, right. some presence some gravitas whereas this in this he's just like give me the key yeah it's the it's the fallen voice yeah you know, it's, yeah yeah and it's just like okay no. so are you yeah are you are you built are you like do you think or do you just eat or what do you want yeah but the problem is in, yeah yeah in the last nights planet earth is Unicron He's like dormant in the core of the planet. Right. And if yes, he wakes up, right, we all right. die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. in this, he's a separate existing entity. Yeah, who's coming to eat Earth? Who's coming to eat yeah. us? So, so it's like, what is the survival rate on an eaten planet? It's not great. I would thought. No. Does anyone survive? If you're on a, it's it's a weird thought, isn't it? You know, is it like you know in those they have those scenes in like well there was one in Super Mario weirdly mm. enough where like you they someone gets eaten by like a kaiju yeah or like a giant sea monster. And they're just, like, living in its stomach. Well, that's the thing. Is that what it is? He's like, oh, I guess Unicron's belly is my home now. I just, d- live, d- I just live in... Well, presumably he doesn't have digestive acids. That... Yeah, does he, like... Does he poop? Does he get does nutrients poop? from these planets? Or yeah. is he just being mean? Yeah, does he need to eat them? Yeah. Or is he just making a point? Is it a staple of his diet? Is it like a... <laughs> is it a statement? <laughs> is it a statement? No, like, it, to Unicron, is a planet, like carbohydrates <laughs> you know and like yeah is he like is he supposed to be on a diet but he's like indulging it's like oh yeah, just well, the like, one a planet is a carb like a, a sun is protein you know like <laughs> that, that, that's his diet group yeah. his food groups um unicron what did i tell you about eating planets <laughs> sorry <laughs> burps out a nebula um i don't uh it, it's it's a false intuition, I'm sure, but you know I, that thing I wrote ages ago, where if you had a car filled to absolute capacity with jelly beans, mm. I know you'd always just be able to put one more in. <laughs> you could tell me that it's filled capacity, but I just don't believe. You know, there'd, yeah. there'd always be room for one more. And similarly, part of me thinks that even if something came and ate the planet, there'd be survivors. 
Yeah. But no way is that possible. No. But but do you know what I mean? My brain tells me well, that's what it's I, just so unlikely. That's what that, I mean. Can you survive? But that might be like a, like a weird little script idea. Can you survive? No, yeah. It's like the premise is Earth yeah. was eaten by this celestial monster. Yeah. And the surviving humans are living inside its stomach. And they yeah. don't know how long they have to live, whether they can escape, anything like that. It'd be dark, wouldn't it? Or, or like you said, just a, a more pared-down version of that, like something living in a kaiju. Yeah. It's like, oh, it doesn't... I'm too small that it didn't, like, digest me. Yeah, and I've, That's like, what... I've found this weird sweet spot where I'm not being, like, yeah. affected by it. And, like, grab some of the things it eats so I can have it for myself. Yeah, like, I can yeah. live in this thing if I want. Yeah, there's something, yeah, you know, maybe there's something there. I don't yeah. know. But, uh, well, look, well, you know, at least something came out of Rise of the Beasts. We've I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pitching for, our own for, ideas. Forget the eating thing. Like, if the planet exploded, you know, like in Star, the Death Star. Yeah. Part of me still thinks there'd be survivors. But there's, there wouldn't be. No. But I because there's like, there's the billions of people. Like, what one thing could happen where all of them would die? And my brain can't wrap its head around that magnitude. Mm. So it's going, now odds are someone would live. Even though I know it's not right. Right. Uh, Anthony Ramos or Ramos. Sure. He's trying. He's trying. He's trying. I just don't like him and he's not funny. And, you know. Is Pete Davidson trying? I don't know what he's doing. I mean, I hate Pete Davidson. Yeah. He's not great. Why Brooklyn? Why is that a thing? Yeah. Well, why anything? Why Brooklyn? Why why not Hayley Steinfeld again? Yeah. Why is she just a quick brushing that like let's just brush that off so we can carry on with the rest of the film yeah but even if it, like oh no we we have to do new characters for whatever reason okay and they have to be from a place okay they're from Brooklyn but why did that have to be like part of the identity it's the same with um, Spider-Verse it's like B- Brooklyn is this recurring character yeah the only and, like um, ethnic people are from Brooklyn that's what it seems to like yeah they're, they're going for that at one point, the mother, you know, what's her face? La Guerta from Dexter. She says... Oh, what? yeah, who's mother to both Miles and... Anthony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She says white people love that shit. Oh, yeah. And is yet another example of a double standard. It's like, again... I, right. It, no, it doesn't annoy me. It, it honestly does I'm not offended to that. It's it's the fact it's it's like a joke. It's at, at face value, that's something we laugh at now. Okay. Yeah, white people love that shit. And everyone's supposed to go... <laughs> I just go, what's... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't get the Dominique Fishback thing. I continue to not get it. Um, oh, yeah, that character's a hypocrite. Oh, right, go on. Yeah, because if I remember, her whole thing is that she works as an intern in a museum. Yeah. And she's the only one there that's, like, competent and, like, understands when things are from and what history is or whatever. Sure. Because the white woman just, like... Oh, all she's doing is going to fundraisers and earning money so the museum can stay afloat. Yeah. Fucking bitch. Yeah. Um, but she takes all the credit for Dominic mm. Fishback's knowledge and inherent whatever than whatever. Yeah. And then at the end of the film, like after they all go back to their normal lives, Dominic Fishback is on TV because she discovered all of the ancient artifacts and whatnot in oh, Peru. Oh yeah, that's right. So it's like, or well, you're just doing what the fucking irony white or woman oversight. Did. Oh, oh yeah, I bet they probably didn't even think about no. it. Did they? They were probably just like, oh, look, she's living her best life now. It's like, yeah, but it's at the fucking expense of... Noah won't receive any credit or financial reward for any of that shit. No, but she's about to. He'll get to be the star of a new franchise, which we'll get to. Oh, yeah. Um, But she's not an artifact expert, is she? (laughs) (laughs) 
Is she, do, you, do you not believe Sonic Fishback would be capable no, of No, I do not. Uh, yeah, and her boss being ditzy and superficial and uninterested. Her superior at a museum? No. <laughs> yeah, the woman working at a museum is like, oh yeah, history. Yeah, not buying it. Yeah. Like, just a typical, like, shows no insight or interest. Yeah. It's literally the bimbo, like, oh, th- you're 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 interested in that? Oh, boring. Like, like basically what yeah. she is. because N- no. museums, that's just a thing you fall into. Yeah, she has a senior position at a mu- museum. Yeah. Like, n- no. Uh, yeah, I hate Pete Davidson. Bum- it's... Yeah, sorry, go on no, about Bumblebee. No, carry on, it's a new No, point. no, because Bumblebee might lead into my oh, point more say, organically. Bumblebee can only talk in clips, right? That's annoying. Because the conceit has always been that he talks in radio clips. Yeah, right, okay. So it's advertisements and songs. Okay, but now they've added films to that. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't where, make sense. How is that? How do, where does he get the film clips from? I, I In the 90s, yeah. So, so what? So in the noughties films... Uh, he can only speak through the radio, which he, makes sense. Even though they spoke through the inter- they don't learn how to speak through the internet. Well, his voice box. Oh, his voice broken. box. Okay, fine. Yeah, but ignoring that, let's say he can now have film clips or whatever. He says something. To, does he say you can't handle the truth? He says something to yeah. Optimus. Uh, Optim- there's a little little hilarious one liner mm. where he's like, "I don't want you going to that drive-in theater anymore." Yeah, and it's like that makes no sense. It's the only way he can talk. <laughs> It's the it, it's their only window into human culture. But no, because Optimus no, is in, that. no, 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 no. Yeah, but yeah. that's a genuine because Optimus is insisting that they stay hidden. Yeah. So the only because that's Mirage's whole thing, isn't it? It's yeah. that like he's like he's annoyed that Marky Mark is leaving the whack pack or whatever the fuck yeah, he's on yeah. about. Oh, there you go, nineties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's the but that's like that's all he's got to do. That's mm. that's how he's killing his time. Is he's like learning he's watching things he's consuming human culture and arts yeah and through that that's the prism through which he understands people yeah so that's why when he's talking to Noah he talks in all that kind of wacky yes 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 but beyond that like it's just not fair of if you told me Sam from now on you can only communicate with me in um lyrics so I try and do that and then you go you listen to too much music You've put the parameters on how... It's the only way he can speak to you. It's yeah. not that he... It's not because he watches too many movies. It's literally his only way to communicate. <laughs> also, I feel like films is cheating. Oh, yeah. Because not only... Do anything. Not only are there so many films, the, the, the thing with radio commercials and songs... Yeah. ...is that they're not talking... No. ...in a way that people talk. No, it, it is a bit of colour when it's the, like radio advertisements. Yeah. And, you know, they're brand either, new, you know. Yeah, it's either just like... Yeah, it's either that kind of advertisement yeah. speak where it's just the facts of the thing with these like colourful yeah. buzzwords thrown in or you've got the poetry of lyrics. Yeah. So it's harder to kind the, of splice a sentence together. The musical. Yeah. You know. It's more creative. It's more of a challenge. It's more interesting. Yeah. But a film... It's like, right, I need to tell Optimus that the, that guy is over there. I'll just play the clip from that one film from 1995. <laughs> Where it says with, that guy is over like, there. Exactly, yeah. It's like, yeah. well, Bumblebee can basically just speak at this point. I would say, like, it's definitely now, probably by 95, whenever it's set. Yeah. Enough existed in the world of cinema that anything you want to say has been said. Yeah. By, you know, pretty much. Uh, boring fights, business as usual. Um, oh yeah, the, my thing about Bumblebee. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird that Mirage basically replaces Bumblebee in this film as the human, the bro, the the human transformer bond. Yeah. It's those two. It's Noah and Mirage. Mm. 
I would understand it if Bumblebee wasn't in this film. Yeah. To which I would add, the fact that Bumblebee spends half of this film dead, mm. where it's like, well, you're obviously not going to yeah, fucking I believe kill... believe that. Yeah, yeah. you're not going <laughs> to fucking kill Bumblebee yeah. in the second film, essentially, of this new continuity, if indeed it is a new continuity. Mm. And the fact that they basically have to ignore the events of Bumblebee to get him in this film in, for, in the first place. Mm. Why is Bumblebee even here? I would say uh, is is the logic that, oh no, he's friends with Hayley Steinfeld. Like, we don't want to compromise the uniqueness of that friendship. But if they're fucking that film over to get him in this one anyway, yeah. what does it matter? Because it, it, I guess Hayley Steinfeld still exists in this world yeah. does he but optimus just goes because like bumblebee i think sticks up for noah at one point mm. and optimus is like look i know that the human was nice to you once bumblebee but fuck off i'm in the middle of something yeah 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 so it's like right, okay, okay that's the only connection that this film does, has to bumblebee. does bumblebee speak in bumblebee he does in the beginning and then his voice box it's the only time we've seen okay so it is the, voice it's the ET thing it really like that you can't yeah. communicate with them right yeah um, it's a proper plot point. That's the only thing I can think. Then, then this they want it. Pete Davidson's hot. We will have like all oh, that broy. Yeah, boy, we'll do that instead of the silent friendship. Well, then, don't, then Bumblebee. No, I know. Don't I know? Have Bumblebee in this? I know. Although, oh, Bumblebee and Haley Steinfeld are off doing recon in in Jamaica. Yeah, just don't have him at all. Yeah. Oh, Haley Steinfeld is is diving in the Olympics, and Bumblebee really wanted to go. Like, it's, it's I, I just think they they would have they assumed outcry on the part of people that you can't have a Transformers film with a Bumblebee I mean you've seen those whether they are fake put on or not that shit on YouTube where the men are like watching the trailers like oh my god so we have to talk about what Bumblebee's gonna mean in this movie and all that yeah. crap you know they're like he's gotta be in it you gotta have Optimus you gotta have Bumblebee Again, that's it I would argue that one of the like the the, the sort of the theses or the intentions of Bumblebee. Yeah, there's no thesis about Transformers. No, no, the intention of Bumblebee or one of them was to expand what a Transformers film could be. I would. It's agree. not just this Michael Bay fucking noise. I would agree. A Transformers film can be quieter. It can be yeah, more quieter. personal. Yeah. It can be character focused. Yeah. Yeah. So why? chuck all that away to do an inferior Michael Bay film and not reap any of the benefits of... Let's qualify inferior Michael Bay film. It's it's a better film than those films. It's just not as... It's not doing the Michael Bay thing as well, though. Y- yeah, it's not as outlandish. As yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, it just feels like, again, it's a writer's room. That was the first yeah. film in this new continuity. It's like, right, Bumblebee is our starting point. Where do we go, gents? Mm. Oh, we just don't do anything with that and we just do what we were doing before it is depressing that um this is the the result of collective intelligence that they had a bunch of people working on it and this is this is what they determined was the best thing that should be out there but is it though because this is the problem is that like there were articles coming out in advance of this film saying the film was a complete fucking disaster yeah and they were reshooting and rewriting and everything are they writing these like genuinely interesting experimental subversive are no they, Jordan are they doing what Mattel seems to be doing at the moment we've got the Barbie film coming mm. out this year apparently Daniel Kaluuya is doing a Barney film or something Barney yeah I saw a thing earlier saying that <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya's Barney will be aimed at adults and will be more subversive or interesting I can't oh, remember what okay. word they use. Look, I, so I it seems what... like Mattel's 
thing at the moment is like, oh, we're going to take all of our kid-friendly properties and we're going to make them like this weird... Well, Barbie's 12A, it's been announced. Yeah, whatever Barbie's doing, we're going to do that with Barbie and all the other shit that we've got. Uh, I mean, look, uh, not to get off on this massive tangent, I don't know, I haven't heard anything that was Daniel Kaluuya, Barney thing. Yeah. I don't want Barney to be subversive and not for kids. Barney's for kids. Yeah, I don't know why this is like... Yeah. The thing that they've latched onto. Daniel Chloe. Barney's not even out yet. We don't even know if it's a good thing that that they've done. Mm. I will say this is probably some inherent racism here. A a tiny little bit. Okay. But Barney's a purple dinosaur, right? Yeah. But he's white, isn't he? Is he? Do do you know what I mean? Like, if, if you think of a man being inside Barney or voicing Barney, it's a white guy. The idea that it's a black guy is just oh slightly weird. So I've literally but just... It's, uh, nothing wrong with it, obviously. It's just like... Well, I've literally... I, it, I actually don't know if, like, the original guy who played Barney was white. He yeah. probably was white, right? You, you just assume that he would be, yeah. I haven't seen Barney in a while. I don't know if Barney is, like, coded white. I don't know if he's got, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... Oh, hello there. You know? Yeah. It's like... It's like, you know. oh, you're way too suburban to be, like, a Latino yeah, guy. No, I think... No. Yeah, Barney is, like, waspy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've just so I've just typed in Daniel Kaluuya Barney. Yeah. It's being produced in it's being produced by him and he's starring in it. I don't think he's directing it. No, okay. Yeah, um, starring was enough. But yeah, the, the the things that I'm getting just from Google are Barney movie with Daniel Kaluuya to be A24 type project. <laughs> right. But not R-rated. Daniel Kaluuya Barney movie surrealistic and for adults and Barney movie will lean into millennial angst. I don't like it. No, <laughs> I don't like it. You're not even. You're not slightly curious. To oh, I'm see curious. How that's going to I'm curious, but uh, I was, I was perversely curious up until uh, it'll be about millennial angst. Okay. I don't need a fucking film about millennial angst. Where's Where's millennial angst and Barney intersect? It's gonna what, what, It's gonna be going like It's gonna be millennial that grew up with Barney, and then like the film is somehow about warped. Like childhood, and you know, like he he'll represent. Oh my God. Our- is Barney going to be like a Jimmy Savile type? Something not necessarily like something sinister's happening. Not kids, necessarily man. Jimmy Savile. I don't think the Barney will be a villain or anything, but it will be he'll come to represent a kind of fallen innocence okay. or something like that. That's unique to our generation because Barney's our generation. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm I, just the the idea of it being not for kids for fuck's sake. I don't know. We'll I, see. I think we're well over that hurdle culturally now, right? Well, in what way? Well, in the terms fact of the superhero movies are for adults. Yeah, or at least the bar's been moved. When you say something's for kids nowadays, you you mean Paw Patrol, which is a shame. Barney. Well, then again, I would I would have put Barney in that camp, but apparently Barney's not even off the table for. It could be for adults now. Barney's definitely in the camp of it's only for children. You can't enjoy it if you're not a child. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you could get out of Barney as as a, as a grown up, but yeah, like that's what that's what stuff for kids now is. It's Bluey, it's it's Paw Patrol, yes, yeah. Plink Plonk or whatever the the like the, the preschool like learn your alphabet. Yeah, 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 yeah. The really terrible animate cheap animation. Yeah, Transformers, yeah. superheroes, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's for grown ups now, and that's depressing. It it has the potential to be. It is depressing. That's depressing. I don't know. I'm not like I'm not like it, you in the sense that I'm immediately willing to write off that idea. I'm, I'm not, not writing it off. I'm not a massive no. fan of it. No, I'm not writing it off. I just the on on its face, the idea of it being like millennial angst was the buzz term that threw me. Oh yeah, but, um, but I, I kind of like whether it's a something that should be done or not. I, there is some there is something about the idea of mining a character that would that was initially presented to kids. 
and mining it for something that has a resonance with you as an adult, oh, like with Batman. Yeah, fine. I th- I think there's like well, Batman I, Batman has an inherent darkness that Barney doesn't. Yes, but Batman originally yeah was probably to aimed at a much younger crowd than some of the Batman stuff these days is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, hence, Mike. That's the most extreme example. No, look, let's qualify this. I'm not saying that like films for children should be good, and you should still be able to enjoy them as an adult. Yeah, like the Paw Patrol thing is like it's just impossible to enjoy. Yeah, if you're past a certain age. Whereas Pixar, you can still enjoy it as an adult. It's not enjoying them. You can, if superhero films are well made, you should still be able to enjoy them as an adult. It's the obsession with them. Mm. It's the fact that that's actors that, like, I don't know, we're in our thirties, and it's like it's healthy and normal to only go and watch MCU stuff. That's the stuff that bothers me. Right. It's not that you can't go and enjoy those films as an adult. It just seems to like it used to be fifteen-year-olds were obsessed with Iron Man, and now it's twenty-five-year-olds. But that's the thing. Those fifteen-year-olds became those twenty-five-year-olds. I think that's. No. That, I think that's genuinely why um, the bar is moving. Is because in a lot of instances, the people that are going to see the MCU films now in their thirties and forties mm. grew up reading the comics, and now no, no. the films have been going long enough that they grew up watching those films, and so they want to keep the stuff from their childhood, and they want to make it. So that it, they they can watch it now, it's okay to. Watch I don't agree with now. the idea that um, they grew they grew up the ones in their forties grew up reading the comics. I just don't think comics were that they they weren't as that popular to account for how popular the. Films All right, are. well they they grew up watching the the cartoons then or something. I mean the X Men ninety seven cartoons no, are getting just, a revival, isn't it? I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I think they they're bringing back X Men ninety seven. Yeah, it's not. I agree that a lot of the people that love MCU now like grew up with Iron Man, but they didn't grow up. Do you know what I mean? You just hold, but they they didn't grow up. They just held on to it. Yeah, just hold on to. Do you really think, like in the eighties and nineties, like twelve year olds would see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? They were still doing that when they were twenty five. Absolutely not. No, because they were doing that when they were 25 in the noughties when the Teenage Mutant Michael Bay films were coming out. And it was like, oh, it's... What do you, uh, People well, can go see that. What do you mean, though? I'm confused. I'm talking about how our generation is unique in this sense. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I think one of the things that makes it unique is that we... Consumed, didn't let go of our childhood. Exactly. We consumed this media when we were younger. Yeah. And now we're in a position where we're in charge of that media. Mm-hmm. And we want to be able to consume that media now, be it without shame, or be it, oh, it should be in shame, a different though. context, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, we want to still be able to consume that media, and so we're more. It's being yeah, morphed you, into something. Yeah, that's we're, more cons- we're not disagreeing here. I'm just curious to whether you think that's a neutral thing, a bad thing, or a good thing. Because I think it's a bad thing. No, broadly speaking, I think that yeah. it's a bad thing because it's still. In most instance, instances, it's still the same thing. Yeah. It, that, that media is not becoming more mature to match the maturity of its audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I guess I say, it remains, it remains to be seen if that's what Barbie's going to do, whether this is going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. a mature Barbie film or not. Well, it's 12A. It's 12A. It's 12A. But I mean, these Transformers films are like PG-12A, and they're certainly not mature Transformers media. No, they're not. This, this, I concur with your analysis of, of why people are doing that. Like, I don't want to let go of the child... Yeah, that's my only point is, do you think... I don't think previous generations did that. 
I don't, I don't think they did to the same either. extent that our generation has, and yeah. that's the shame of it. It's yeah, in the eighties, again going to see, uh, you know, films aimed at twelve-year-olds. They yeah. weren't still going. They weren't still obsessing over those things when they were in their twenties. Yeah, that is. But now that is the case. Yeah, and I think that's a shame. Hmm. Um. Anyway, back to Transformers. Yeah. As usual, the characters adjust too quickly to their circumstances and to the stakes. That scene where is it no no way you said where he's talking with the Spanish transformer is kid- weird. kidney putrefyingly unfunny. Okay, um, it's strange because that character. I think Wheeljack is the name of that character, right? Wheeljack, and he was in the Wheeljack that I know looks nothing like that character, right? And he acts nothing like that character. But that character model existed in Bumblebee. It was in the fight scene on Cybertron. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was... Because I think most of the characters haven't been named. Like Megatron. I don't even know if Megatron's been in these films yet. But like Starscream was in Bumblebee and Soundwave right. and all these... But, but like they're never named because they're just background characters mm-hmm. basically. But yeah, Wheeljack was on Cybertron as Wheeljack. And now on Earth it's it's this completely different... Yeah. Like this completely other character that they've just called Wheeljack. And made Hispanic... Maybe almost entirely for that scene? Because I don't it know what was, else it plays into It's it. such an awkward scene. Yeah. Again, him trying to be funny. It's like he says something to him in Spanish and he's like, what? And then it cuts back to him spo- supposed to be reacting a bit awkward and confused. And it's just like they edited it wrong. Yeah. It's like he forgot his line. He's like, oh, I just... Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, was, that spo- was that supposed to be the... Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I... I what was that meant to be? Well, I think he's he's, he's pushing him for information because he's like, well, hang on. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. You're speaking with an accent. So does that mean that like, because you're not from this planet, so how come you're speaking with an accent? Yeah, and he's like, what does that mean? And he's like, oh, I, I, just, I was, yeah. Well, no, the robot calls him racist. Yeah, that, that, at the end of it, the robot yeah, the calls robot's him like, racist. that's racist, bro. And I'm like, no, hang on. He's asking you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He genuinely wants to, I genuinely want to know why you're speaking why with you're an speaking, accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, is this a cultural thing you've picked up? Well, it's or or is there some like facsimile of this on Cybertron where there's like region, oh God, there's like yeah. regional dialects or accents or whatnot, and on Earth you found that Hispanic is the one that most closely aligns with it. So even their accents are the same as ours. I don't know. No, they're not because he it's, didn't because the robot didn't take the time to explain no, it. I he know, just I called know. him racist. I know, and he's like, "How can it be racist if you're not even like from the planet?" Is but I don't know. Just the whole the scene is just so. Forget about trying to understand why he has a Spanish accent. It was just so stilted and like awkward and weird. Yeah, it wasn't and, well. You know what I mean? Together, it was just, yeah, yeah. Unengaging story, unexciting. Yeah, and GI Joe. Fuck you. Yeah, that was a. Uh... Because they, they, they probably pulled the rug under from under us with that. Cause yes. Because when it was happening, you were like, oh, this is fucking Sector 7 or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there were actually, that was a reshoot. They they shot that scene. Oh, God, really? With the Sector 7 stuff. And then they reshot it with G.I. Joe. When they had they, the rights. When they had the rights. No, I think they shot it at the same time because they didn't know if they were going to secure the rights okay. in time. But it is going to happen. This is another cinematic universe that's definitely going to happen. Right. Like that Hanna-Barbera cinematic yes. universe that definitely happened. Yes. And that Dark Universe universe yes. that definitely happened. Yeah. We're definitely getting G.I. Joe. With, there's like, there's no G.I. Joe media at the moment. It just it just hasn't existed for like... When was the last G.I. Joe film? I don't know. 20 years ago? No. It wasn't 20 years ago. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. I, I I don't actually know when it was. It was probably... It was like, a sequel to that, like, Rise of... I don't know. Early 10s, well. right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Do we need G.I. Joe? What is G.I. Joe? I have like, I oh, basically God. don't know anything No, about this is it. a conversation I don't want to be a part okay. of. No. But, I mean, I don't know what it is. It just seems like the run of the mill. It's like action, man. It's like, it doesn't have personality. It's just... All I really know about G.I. Joe is just like vague... Oh, that's a thing in culture that exists. And whatever that community episode was about. Can't remember. The, only, the one thing that threw me is I thought G.I. Joe was the main guy. It, it was like action, man. Yeah. G.I. Joe. Like his name is Joe and he's a G.I. Yeah. And then it turns out, no, the organization is called G.I. Joe. Yes. That I don't... But I, I was thinking, was that is that a backronym kind of thing? Where, no, it is originally because it's from the 60s or whatever. Mm. It's an action guy called G.I. Joe. But now we think that's a bit silly. But it's sillier to call the organization that. Because <laughs> it's still G.I.Joe. Joe, it's yeah. not all dot... I, I, what's that supposed to mean? It's, it's very possible that what you said is true. It could also not be the case. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, let's just leave it. It's just like, I don't know. Like, So what does this mean? Does this mean that in the next film, G.I. Joe's going to team up with the Autobots to fight Megatron? Who might could Sector 7, have? could the, uh, essentially just Sector 7 becomes replaced by G.I. Joe? Yeah. The, so it's all, the, all that stuff, like all the agents that know about Transformers, but you also get their agents or action heroes does, is Opti- take on Cobra. Is Optimus Prime going to show up? in the G.I. Joe movie to mercilessly gun down Cobra operatives? Probably. That's probably what's... Yeah, it'll are, be... Are Cobra going to team up with the Decepticons? Or does everyone... Yeah, Co- Cobra are going to have big ships. Because the one thing I, I haven't seen any of the, the new G.I. Joe... They're going to have a big ship that's going to end up being a Decepticon. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Like uh, G.I. Joe, um, you know, the China Tatum films, the recent ones. Yeah. I haven't seen them. But my memory of the imagery from the trailers and everything is a lot of, like, metal. A lot like suits and yeah. planes and all that kind of thing. So yeah, it's it's vaguely you know it's it's related to commuting. <laughs> it's you know it's transport adjacent or yeah, transport yeah. involved. So yeah, like if Cobra and GI Joe have big fucking like metal zeppelins and you know planes, that kind of fits in with Transformers. So they can exist in the same universe. Okay. So fuck it. Let's do that. Oh, joy. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So those were the negatives. Okay. And then a final perverse positive. It's not as visually confusing, crass, gratuitous, or long as the other ones. But a lot of... I would say two of those are actually a problem. If it was a, <laughs> if it was a bit more crass and gratuitous, it'd be more enjoyable. It would be. But it's not as confusing, and it's not as long. So no. fine. I still missed... I didn't miss Michael Bay. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't miss Michael Bay. I missed the few positives that come with that Michael Bay style. I'll only ever miss Michael Bay if I miss fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, I mean, I miss... I don't miss it, but like, if it was more like the first one, that'd be something, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that was Transformers. Okay. Okay.